0: What's up, listeners? Welcome back to Predator vs. Movies. I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I am Aiden. Wow, he's a robot, uh, bro. Remember... This is your best
1: robot impression. Come on, you can do a, better. Uh, remember, remember, you Peter, can't spell Peter knows he's gonna get roasted this episode. Yeah, I'm just pretty. I'm so it. So
0: okay, the listeners are coming in cold, and we are coming in so hot right now. I know, right? Remember, you can't spell Aiden without AI either. Uh, that is, is action in a row, right? Yes, it is. It is. Yes! <laughs> yes. Uh, this is a podcast where we discuss and review the latest movie releases and sometimes bully each other. We will start up with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deep discussion of the film. Then we're going to ask the most important question. Would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? The answer may surprise you. Uh, this week, we're going to be reviewing The Creator. Uh, this is the latest sci-fi uh, action epic, maybe, I don't know, by uh, one Gareth Edwards, who did Rogue One. Uh, But before we do that, we have some news. First of all, very exciting, the writer's strike has ended, and in favorable terms. Uh, The WGA got a deal that they liked, Uh, some brief points that I can recall off the top of my head include protections against AI, uh, minimum number of writers for writer's rooms, uh, residuals for streaming services, so they're going to tell the writer's uh, which shows are doing well, and then they will get bonuses for that. Um,
1: yeah. Streamers also have to reveal uh, streaming numbers to the to the union now, which is very good. DJs. That was that yes. was clouded before. No one knew. No one knew it was all mystery.
0: Yeah, um, and I think also just pay increases as well, which is something so obvious, but apparently even that was hard to negotiate. I did hear that one of the last sticking points that like made it drag out so long was the AI actually. So it's funny that that's, like, also what this movie's... Mo- not, it's not about that, but it's, it's very ironic that we have a movie where they're trying to be, like, maybe AI are people too, and then in the meantime it's, like, no, they're not <laughs> in the real world. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's very awesome that uh, everything, everything seemed to go well for them, so now it's just uh, the actor's strike that uh, will continue on, but I think they're going to they're meet, they're meet at the table soon. Oh, yeah. Other news. Good to hear. Uh, Good to hear. Yeah. To hear, yeah. <laughs> Other news. Uh, this is a uh, very important news. Uh, chicken Run Two, uh, Dawn of Dawn of the Ducket, yeah. uh, the official title, uh, is uh, has been described. There's a there's a, a, a location, a setting in this film. Uh, they've left the farm and they find themselves on one chicken island, which has been described as Wakanda for chickens. <laughs> that Great. is Phenomenal. that is
1: funny and also like if you just think about that statement even a little bit it's like mm, maybe don't say that <laughs> <laughs> actually <laughs> maybe, it's w- w- Wakanda maybe, for chickens maybe don't say that one <laughs> <laughs> uh, cause no, what just, is what is real Wakanda who is that <laughs> for <laughs> Like, what is, like, you know, and what's the comparison, you know? Do
0: chickens need a Wakanda? Yeah, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot to unpack there. To unpack. Uh, <laughs> and that is not this podcast. Yeah. Trailer Park, what's Woo! up? Vroom, vroom, into the trailer park. There were some trailers. Peter, I have a, I have a, a bet for you. I don't oh. think you've watched a single one of these trailers. <laughs> Am I correct? Well, you gotta list them first. They are The Curse, Argyle, and May, December. I've seen Argyle. Ah, okay, that was the one. I was $5. like, maybe he's seen that one. So about, Five dollars. Five dollars. Let's let's talk. I didn't bet any e- money. I'll let's, send you my e transfer. Okay, I probably know it. It's your email. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Argyle then. So this is um yeah. the latest film from Matthew Vaughn, I believe. I yes, that's great. Yeah. Of uh, Vince Vaughn's fans. long lost relative. Also. Um, that. And so, uh, yes, the guy who, the, the twisted mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was so <laughs> funny. Like, what, he, like, Kingsman? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, Kingsman. Although
1: he, he is responsible for the Hitler MCU moment at the end he of is. The Kingsman. For people who don't know, I have not seen this movie, but at the end of the movie, The King's Man. Oh, there's like a credit a- <laughs> scene where Hitler is revealed to be, like, the next villain. <laughs> As if he's, like, Thanos stepping out, like, being, like, fine, I'll do yeah.
0: it myself. And he, like, <laughs> like he, like, steps out of the shadows. <laughs> like, it's the way it's filmed. Like, yeah. Bah, 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 <laughs> <Taylor>. uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that only a twisted mind could come up with something <laughs> yeah, that's so insane. Elton John is in the seat I don't even need to get into it. Anyways, yeah. Argyle um, is a movie... About I think it's based it's a it's a an adaptation of a book I believe, Mm. and the the plot is that a person is writing a spy thriller, and then it turns out this is very heavy spoiler so if you don't want to know anything about Argyle don't listen don't watch
1: the trailer don't watch the trailer because it tells a lot of it yeah Uh,
0: but so yeah basically like reveals the whole thing yeah (laughs) spoils the the entire conceit but um, someone is writing so first it seems like it's just a spy thriller. like a very heightened spy thriller Uh, and then it turns out someone's writing this book where those events are happening and then it turns out she could predict the future it seems and just knows what will happen and so real spies who are actually Argyle like who are the people in her story are like wanting to know what comes next and so they're gonna make her write the book or something I don't know um that's a fun concept yeah, it looks and, like it's from the twisted mind of Matthew <laughs> Vaughn. I'll give him that.
1: As much as uh, I, I think Kingsman 2 sucks, I think that's a very bad movie. I think Kingsman yeah. 1 is fun, and I do, I think the action style is fun. I think it might get, a, it can get a little tired sometimes, but I do think it is it is cool. It's cool to see, and uh, it's different than other people. You see it, and you know who it is. So that is something uh, yeah. to,
0: yeah. It's, it's very accentuated um, with, like, moments of, like uh, when the when they jump off the the building and the cat goes like and yeah. like f- like ra- like gets bounced off I guess yeah. really high. That's a that's totally him. They're also um, doing so something
1: with the shutter angle and the frame rate that makes it look very specific. I think they're speeding mm. I think they're speeding it up a little bit, but in a way that other people don't. Like it just looks. Yeah. It, yeah. There's a specific way the motion happens.
0: Yeah. I could see that, but we actually have an in-house Matthew Vaughn appreciator. Um, Peter, what did you think about Argyle? The Why am I an appreciator? <laughs> you love Kingsman. I yeah, the, know, the first one. Did you not dress up as Kingsman? In I the did. Halloween. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, you did. We're getting, some, uh, we're getting some.
2: We're getting some podcast Your, lore here. Personal tea. Yeah, yeah
0: lore. Uh, so, are you saying you don't? You're not a Matthew? Von okay. Stand?
2: I really liked the first Kingsman. I thought it was a brilliant movie. Did like, you, I guess oh. some of the best action scenes I've ever seen in some of the, uh, in movies. But, like, okay, like, to be honest, for this one, I'm quite confused after I saw the trailer. I'm like, okay, so how much of this is going to be, like, book stuff? How much is this going to be real stuff, you know? And, like, I don't see themselves, like, because, like, like, Henry Cavill is listed as, like, a main cast member. So I assume he's going to play, like, Argyle in the real world as well. And, but, like, it seems, like, the trailer seems very, uh, it's, like, very focused on, uh, sorry, what's her name? Uh, Bryce Dallas. Bryce, H- yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Focus on her character, right? So, like, um, I'm very confused of what the movie is And was that to be Sam
1: Rockwell, too? Yeah, sure Sam was. Rockwell as a yes. partner. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like Sam Rockwell.
2: Like, uh, the cast Sam. is stacked, don't get me wrong. Like, I like a lot of people, they cast it in this movie.
1: And Jua Lipa. <laughs> you mean you mean you mean Dua peep
0: what? Uh, I guess <laughs> don't know. Well, it's like basically
2: uh, a talk show host mispronounced <laughs> like Dua Lipa's name and called her Dua Peep. Oh, and then yeah. the internet went crazy.
0: But anyways, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure they did, uh, <laughs> but I think I think most of the movie is gonna be Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell. Okay, gotcha. But I, it, okay. at least the way the trailer cuts together, it seems like maybe they'll intercut and occasionally they'll progress the. Henry Cavill story in such a way that it seems like they're gonna meet and then the trailer even makes it appear that like it might not be Henry Cavill. Mm. It seems like there's a reveal and they go, Oh yeah. my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like it seems yeah. like it's gonna be Yeah. Some, some nerd. F- like I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was you all along. It's a mirror. <laughs> yeah. This Whoa. is the real Argyle ba 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 Mirror. That would be a student film reveal. But look <laughs> the movie we watched to for this podcast as a <laughs> student film reviews so yeah. i would not discount these theories um i'll say the the beginning the heightened rea- like book reality yeah very interesting that to me fun. i i would watch a movie that was henry cavill with that haircut i yeah. know it's I a crazy haircut, haircut eh? grabbing yeah. women off of mo- moving motorcycles yeah <laughs> that
1: was really funny wait well, that was john see- cena right It was John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I do want to say really quickly, uh, for those who know, um, uh, Henry Cavill looks like James from Twin Peaks. Mm. That's what I got to say. He just has,
0: like, a really, like, tall haircut and a long forehead. I don't know. It's, like, a weird combination where it makes his head look really tall. Yeah. Uh, It's, like, I don't think this is a... It looks like a cartoon. It does. I don't know which Which one I'm thinking of.
1: might be the vibe. Might
0: be what it's going Oh, uh, is it
1: Johnny Bravo you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah, that's
0: it. We watched some other trailers, and someone is saying something in the chat. is really distracting me. Uh, great, great little meme from Peter. Thank you. And this is now recorded. <laughs> <laughs> um, we watched other trailers. There's a smaller trailer I'll throw in here for the Curse. More of a yep. teaser potentially, but I'm sold. I was like, sold from uh, the beginning, but yeah, like, this that is like only... <laughs> you know, oh like, yeah, that
2: trailer I've seen as well. That's uh, Emma Stone and Nathan Fillion, right? Yeah. No, not Nathan. Filder, Nathan Fielder. Yeah. Nathan Fielder, yeah. Awesome.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is the one where it's like the HGTV couple uh, are trying to gentrify a neighborhood <laughs> or something, and there's a curse. Uh, yeah. But the the trailer is literally just a Zoom pullout, which... I mean I love those. So but
1: but even already it's already just like an interesting filmmaking decision. Like to yeah. start close, people a different angle from people who are clearly talking to a camera and so we're getting mm-hmm. a different view of something than we normally do. It's like already like it it's passing a filmmaker litmus test for me. Not that it's yeah. the craziest thing ever, but it looks it no. looks good from this.
0: Yeah, and I think I don't remember what they're saying, but they're just like the line they're saying is also pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like, do you know the wars?
1: sun can stop a fire? The sun can put yes, out a fire? Yes.
0: Yeah. And he's like, really? And it's, like <laughs> the, it's like the way they're, de- they're delivering their lines is very, uh, like this reality TV kind of persona of like putting on this, like these airs of, oh, interesting. Wow. You know? Um, so I'm, I'm quite excited for that. Last trailer we have is Todd Haynes, May, December. Todd Haynes did uh, movies such as Carol, Um, a movie called Safe. He likes working with um, Julianne Moore, who he did with, uh, he did Safe with, and she is in this movie as well, Uh, and it follows um, an actor played by Natalie Portman, an actor playing an actor, crazy, Uh, and she is trying to learn the role of, I had no idea what the the role she was learning until I watched the trailer, and I was like, (laughs) oh no! (laughs) (laughs) So she's learning the role of a of a, a former teacher who, I guess, what's the word? Um, had an groomed, affair. Gro- had yeah. an affair, but like groomed a, yeah. a seventh grader, yeah. and is still together with this now like thirty year old man. But what the fuck? That's that, that's that like crazy. That's crazy. But like the movie, in like in the world of the movie, that's fucked up. But as yeah. a movie concept, very interesting. And I know I, can't no, wait I to agree with that. It looks, looks
1: very like. interesting, and it looks like, it looks like it's handling it with, like, sophistication. I mean, as much as you can tell from the trailer. But I I actually am very interested just from watching the trailer in this.
0: Yeah, and it seems to be a bit of, like... Like, she's gonna... It's, it's, you know, it's Black Swan. It's, like... Yeah. What is, like, delving into the mind of someone you think is a terrible person who did a terrible thing? Like, what does that do to, like, the transformation of it? Also, like, why...
1: Like, the angle of like art and like why do we need to like what is the point mm. of doing this what is the point of yeah. showing this in art which is interesting
0: and then also like how her interloping is affecting the real people like it's making the the woman feel like guilt about this Julianne Moore's character and her husband is like freaking out he's like was I groomed Like, like that's like a really scary proposition yeah. to like realize to have that like switch turned on um so that seems like a very interesting movie but we watched a movie today that we uh we'll talk about it uh Ethan, do you want to tell us about what movie we saw
1: oh you caught me slipping uh yeah i will tell you about the movie <laughs> that we saw i i'll tell you so much about it you'll be like holy really? fuck that's a lot yeah so it was directed by gareth edwards screenplay by gareth I edwards mean. and chris whites uh it is starring john david washington Gemma chan who loves playing robots can't stop playing robots She's played many a robot in her time. Uh, Ken Watanabe, uh, Sturgill Simpson, and and Allison Janney. Cinematography, Greg Fraser, shout out, and Oren Soffer. Oh, looks like they had a a duo going on, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that was just a different unit or whatever. Uh, Probably not. Um... Distributed by 20th Century Fox, release date uh, September 26th, 2023. Wide release uh, September 29th, though. I said December, I meant September. Uh, running time of 133 minutes. Uh, budget, $80 million. <laughs> Current box office is $32.3 million.
0: That's not incredible. No, and I... Uh, fair enough. <laughs> we'll it talk is, about
1: it. Yeah. Also, I mean, marketing-wise, like I just don't know how much...
0: Yeah, like, I feel like not a lot of people knew about it. Yeah. I had to describe what I was going to see, and people were like, oh, it sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I knew um, Greg, Greg Frazier was on this. I don't think I knew I that. Know, I didn't know that either. But wh- having seen it, makes sense. That yeah. checks out. Uh, so now that we've uh, talked about what this movie is, we are going to do a little game. Uh, awesome. It's this game called Predacritic. Uh, there's a website called Metacritic. See the connection here? Uh, and we are going to guess where <laughs> yeah, the either... astute
1: astute listeners will see what we did there. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm getting at here. Um,
0: we are going to guess uh, how the meta, how um, the creator scores on Metacritic. Uh, and oh, I almost messed this up. I have to have a confession. I did accidentally see what it was a few days ago. Oh. So I will be withdrawing from the race here. Uh, before I think it's been the wheel. did
1: we? I forget what our protocol is. Does that mean you're summarizing it? Yes. yes. You
0: liked to say that. Uh, yes, I'll, I agree. I'll take it. I do think it's
1: fair. Just I think that once. is an L you mm. have to hold. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. an
0: accident. Okay, fine. Aiden, you get to go first
1: though. Oh, oh wow! I'm first. Fuck. Well I guess there's not much of a risk here. Okay, I can just yeah. guess what I want to guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. uh, okay, well, that's why there's it's not a... fun if I have to. <laughs> there is a risk of winning. No, we can Aiden. still win. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah we still can yeah, win. I, I want to go of first. Winning. Okay, um, I think this is in the 50s. That's where I'm going to go off the dome. I'm going to go 55. Okay, and Peter?
2: I think that's too low. I'm going to give a 68. That's way too high. I'm just going to tell you right
0: now. There's no way. Okay, wait, and I have to do math. It's in the middle. I'll tell you oh, that Oh, it's much. in the middle? Oh, So shit. you said 55 what? and 68? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Peter's closer, for sure. Fuck. Um... What is the actual score? A 63, which is, I think... How did it take you that long to figure out I'm closer? Because it's, like, (laughs) math. Uh, Oh, come uh, on. I had to think about it, like, a little bit. It's five Hmm. versus eight, eight away. So, like, there's a clear winner, but it's close enough where I'm, like, not... It's not obvious. Usually you play the game, and I don't have to guess. Or I don't have to do the math. Anyways. um, uh, Now, somebody gets to go first. Uh, Peter It was Peter And what do you think About this score of 60 Okay
2: So Not gonna lie I like this Less than I thought I was gonna like this Cause like From the trailer I was just like Okay Visually This looks stunning It's a very Original Vision At least when it comes To the visual Of the movie And I really like The Like I think One thing that I really Liked about Rogue One Is it had a lot of very unique ship designs, and like just like the visual of the movie is very stunning. Like you know, like having like a shield portal that lets you go through the planet Gareth, etc. It's all very unique and very pretty when it comes to the visual. And I think he absolutely succeeded Gareth Edwards in terms of visual department. And the fact that all this was filmed on a Sony something Sony camera, FX three, yeah, like it's very very impressive. But I think this movie just like like to me at least the first half feels very very scattered and also it tried to do a lot of things all at the same time but it didn't excel in any of them um and when it comes to emotional catharsis like i was expecting like a really strong emotional catharsis at the end um and actually like uh, from the movie doing something unique with the theme and the topic but unfortunately, it's a very mundane and cliché emotional catharsis at the end. I still, like, almost tear it up because, you know, the music was hitting, the scene was just right. But unfortunately, it feels very... It doesn't feel very earned. It feels, like, very much like um, the movie is time for you to cry now, time to cry. Instead of, like, you know, like, you genuinely feel for the character and you... You, you feel in the moment transported And you're with the character So, like to me I still really enjoy the movie I originally gave it a 4 out of 5 I think I'll probably lower it to a 3.5 Or a 3 But, um, visually it's spectacular Like, if anything Like, support the visual And like, the theme it, it conveys Is very, very interesting Unfortunately, it doesn't do a good job Of exploring it fully Um, and, um it's not as thought-provoking as like, a Blade Runner, if you're comparing it with Blade Runner. But I still recommend you to go see it.
0: That's, that's a very astute review yeah. that, from our pre-pod discussion, I was not expecting. I thought you yeah. were just going to be like, oh, this movie was great. Um, no, no. I, like, like I was going into it expecting
2: like a lot of uh, dilemmas and conversations surrounding the AI topic, but it yeah. like, barely scratches the surface. It's very disappointing yeah. in that regard.
0: This is all very true facts. Yeah. Uh, but before I get into it, we're going to hear from Aiden. What did you think about this movie?
1: I think this movie is dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this movie is ill-conceived. I think that there is not a single idea in this movie that comes to fruition in any sort of way that is like even a little interesting. I actually think that this is... It's not one of the worst scripts I've seen this year in terms of, like, on some levels, I think it does just function as a story. Like, you could just watch this, and it's like, that's a story, okay. Um, But in terms of, like, scripts that are trying to say something, this is, I think, as close to a failure as you can get, actually. I think that, like, if you're trying to, like, make a point and really explore themes, this is an utter failure of a script. Um, I think that while the visuals are very pretty i sh- i like the color i like the aesthetic i agree the design is cool i like that the world feels very real i like that we can see a lot uh, i don't think the visual direction is actually very strong uh, i think that like in terms of shot choice it's not that crazy um, i think that the characters are not fun to watch i think that the themes are underdeveloped i think that uh this is not good. I I would give this I think this movie is very pretty and that's the only thing getting it up to a two and a half for me. Uh and it would otherwise be lower than that out of five. Uh and so I am going to not recommend this for people.
0: This is uh you're gonna get a double dose of, of that take. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm basically a simulant, I suppose. Ah. Uh uh ah, movie. So um this movie Sucks! It sucks so bad. (laughs) Uh, uh, At some point, I was excited for it. There was definitely like the first trailer dropped, and we were like, "Oh, that looks cool." But then, over time, I was just you know, I'd see bits and pieces, and I was like, "It's the same single dude with a a kid, and like the navigating that relationship." That's just like that's Hollywood's bread and butter right now, and so I'm really getting sick of it, Uh, especially when they do not bring any new ideas to the table. Now they could have, you know, yeah. you can't really tell from the trailer, but I had a sinking feeling and that was proven right. Uh, ultimately this movie, the, the relationship between the, um, the John David Washington's character, Josh and alpha is like so incredibly forced. I was like, like seeing it happen it, in real time. And I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this? Also like
1: switches. Like, like switches immediately. Me. Like it's yeah. so crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, it's, it's trying to say like what Aiden said about um a message, a theme it's clearly trying to say one thing and yet so like doing the opposite, it is not yeah. practicing what it is preaching, uh, just in terms of like, like what it is it's uh, words versus actions uh, what the camera, how the camera is used is saying a very different message from what it's trying to sell you on um, in terms of messaging I think this movie just like does not actually spend any time trying to convince you of anything anyways. Um, I think it's a lot of they've they've clearly got like this plot they want to do. This is a plot cell movie in the worst sense of plot. Cell. I know you don't but like it's that a, term, but, but like But it's a
1: bad plot. Like it's a bad it's a bad unmotivated plot.
0: It's not the, the fact when, that yeah. it's
1: plot that it's bad is what I
0: yeah. mean. Yeah. When I say plot cell, usually what I mean is like, and then this happens and then this happens. It doesn't mean mm. like Plot you know, like sure. plot is important, uh, yeah. but when I say plots out, someone who focuses plot as plot as king is like is the most important thing, and that's I what would this say movie
1: i like. I'm one of those people, but I just think this is a bad <laughs> plot,
0: <laughs> okay, whatever anyways, um so it's it's rushing between where it starts and where it wants to go, where it wants to end up, and it does not have fun on the way, or like it like involve characters and like investigate them in any meaningful way um just tries like tries to create a world and it does an okay job of doing that and the world like everyone else has said great production design i like the robots what they look like but they treat the robots like shit and uh that's kind of like the the point i'm getting at um the directing is bad the acting is pretty bad and i think that's the fault of the directing um the second act is painfully, painfully slow. Uh, I was falling as, like, really fighting sleep, yeah. and I was not tired. I was just like, this is the most boring thing I've seen. In also makes in for
1: time. a weak transition to act
0: three, just because of yeah. how act two goes, yeah. And it's quite funny, like, when act three starts, I was like, oh, things are happening again. Yeah, it's I like, kind of, yeah, I sat fuck. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're doing stuff now. Great. Yeah. Um, and it's Twist City, let me tell you. They try to be like, oh, it's a twist, so it's a twist. And, like, I didn't guess. All of it hundred percent right, but like you could yeah. you could see those things. There's kind of one
1: great. where it's like yeah. Fucking of course. Um, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so there's a bad movie. Uh, I'm kind of wavering between two and a half. I might give this a two stars. Two stars? I Peter Kiss just. I, I, you know, I this am enough. very this close to that. Yeah. This movie's <laughs> bad. Um, but before we uh, discuss it any further, we have a spoiler warning.
1: Pew pew pew! Wee woo wee woo! That's spoiler time. We're in the spoiler zone. Let me zone. tell you,
0: lots I could sort of spoil, but yeah. like again, you could guess. Anyways, so now now that I've lost that game because I accidentally saw it, saw the score. <laughs> uh, now I have to summarize. Yeah, so it
1: starts out and he has a kid that dies, and then later in the movie, there's this kid he's with.
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay, it's my turn though. Anyways, <laughs> us, I have two minutes to summarize the two over two hour movie where a million things happen, so yay me. And here we go. So basically AI is invented, and then AI blows up LA. Uh, and then John David Washington is a soldier, and he's married to Gemma Chan, and they're going to have a kid. And then she fucking dies. She's also blown up. Yeah. He has prosthetic limbs. Doesn't matter, though. <laughs> um, and then he's five years later, uh, he is doing a job. And then they're like, we need you a soldier again. You've retired, but no, you can't. We're going to go to Vietnam or something, and you're going to go find the creator and this massive, important weapon he's created. Turns out, after they bully a bunch of Asian people uh, turns and, like, kill some, they turns out that the weapon is a child. <gasps> uh, and they're looking for the creator the whole time. They're like, where's the creator? Where's the creator? Where's the creator? Um, and they're just walking around doing stuff. He finds his old friend, uh, and his robot girlfriend dies, and he's really sad about it. And then he dies... Uh, I'm not sure any of this is important. turns out the girl, the little kid, Alpha, um, can turn things off. She can turn things on and off. Yeah. That's her power, like EMP kind of thing. Uh, and she has feelings, turns out, also crazy. Uh, and John David Washington obviously bonds with the child. Uh, and then um, they eventually find this like hideout where the people are. I think they get kidnapped at some point because he goes back to his home, Skyfall, yeah. um, and is kidnapped, and then... The U.S. The Army base. finds yeah. them, and they have some suicide bomber robots, Eesh. and they kill everybody there, and then they go to heaven, which is this like temple place uh, further up the river, uh, and they find General Kurtz there, and they find uh, the creator there, and it turns out the creator is actually his wife, who we thought was alive the whole time, but actually she's in a coma and basically dead. Might as well be dead, uh, I guess. Uh, and then they kill her. They turn. They pull the plug. Uh, and then the creator, uh, they bring they 9/11 and they go up to the spaceship, the Nomad, and they blow it up. And I think I missed some things, but that's more or less what happens. I'm out of time.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. They so there's also this function in the movie where when people are like just about to die, you can like download their memory. You sure. can like download the memory, like their consciousness, and then put it in a robot. And so uh, before leaving Gemma Chan's comatose body, John David Washington uh, grabs this USB, and then as he dies on the crashing nomad at the end, he is reunited with Gemma Chan in the form of a robot. Yep.
0: Yep. And discussion starts now. Um, Wow. What a movie. If, If you're
1: asking me my favorite parts, like... I like I'll get it like I think that it's gotta be like there are little details that could be realized into something good and are not. So I don't know if that's my favorite part, but it's just like thing I noticed where I'm yeah. like, okay, that's gonna be something later and then it yeah. didn't matter. it's so Like you said, the prosthetic limb. That should be very important. And it's not that you need a comment upon it super hard. Like you don't need to, oh, you don't need to hit me over the hammer with it, or over the head with a hammer.
0: But like, but like address it. It also like a like, little bit.
1: It also has to just mean something. Like, the point this movie is trying to make is that like, robot and human are the same, and we should we should be nice to each other. It's also simultaneously trying to make the point where evolution is natural, and maybe this is just the next life form. Those are contradictory points. You cannot say mm. that those things are the same thing. So my, my whole, this is not favorite part, but I'm just already, I'm already it. here. This like my whole thing about this movie is that you, like, it is trying to, the robots and the humans are functionally the same, which makes this movie not interesting at all. It's positing the, que- the question, is, is AI like human? Are they human? And the answer is like, yeah, in this movie, obviously they are like obviously because for one thing according to the rules of this movie the human is encapsulated by consciousness right that's like otherwise the memory thing doesn't work because if the director if the filmmaker didn't believe that then as soon as you put the memory into a different body it would be different and it would be a, a somewhat different person and you'd explore that because we don't we have to we have to infer that this movie is saying the human exists in the memory so AI have memory and they exist and they compute so they are human also their bodies are the same as ours in this movie like it does not matter there's a scene in the like they say later in the movie that oh they they invented us to make do make us do their menial labor and it's like i saw a clip of a robot running in a track and field event at the beginning of this movie you can't lie to me and he wasn't winning by very much he was like a meter ahead of just some dude so don't like you can't you can't like so how how is it evolution if robots are literally the same as humans how are they selected how are they being naturally selected they're not so like and if so you wind up with just this like lukewarm statement of like yeah people that are like people are people and it's like for Mm. sure man and but that (laughs) doesn't mean anything this is like this is a way more interesting movie if it explores that ai are a life form. But they're different and how are they different and how would this affect and what does that mean to humans how does that change our place in the world this movie is also sorry i just one it's related one more thing this movie is also suggesting that humans are the peak the end goal of evolution doesn't make sense that doesn't make any sense and that is also contradictory to any point about like the potential of ai life form that's my spiel for now i could say okay. more but yeah
0: yeah i'll say like what you're getting at is also why like why Blade Runner does work. Yes. Is the replicants have flaws that make them different from humans. Flaws and other things as well. So like they don't live very long. Yeah. They are designed to die after a certain amount of period. They're designed in certain ways so they have like fail-safes so that if they do rise up, they'll just die anyways. And like other things like that's what makes them an underclass in that universe. Whereas in this one, there is, like, basically no difference. Especially when you have... It's so crazy. There's, like, the ones that look like robots. (laughs) And then there's (laughs) the ones that look (laughs) like humans. And it's, like, why... That's the problem I'm having, is, like, if they didn't look like humans, that's a thing. To be, like, we can't coexist. You look different. I know you're a robot. Yeah. Also, if...
1: That's very interesting. That's an interesting idea. That, like, like... if, Just, if, the
0: re- yeah. if the revelation also was that, not that the, there was a kid, like, that's the thing, is we've designed the first robot that looks like a human and can pass the test. That's yeah. a movie. That is a movie, yes. That's, that has already happened in this universe. That's yeah. gone. We're well past robots that look and act and are exactly the same as humans. So it's like, why? What are we trying to kid
1: And that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't no. mean anything that he's that she's a
0: kid, like there's <laughs> no implications. And also, like again, a Blade Runner thing they're stealing from is like the idea that there was a replicant. Oh no, this um Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, the idea Which that also there's... a
1: very good idea- movie that develops the ideas even further and talks about memory in a really interesting way as well.
0: Yes, and and in that movie, the idea is like the crazy revelation is that two replicants have or one, at least one replicant has had a child that's a thing this is not a conceived child this is again a manufactured robot like making a smaller model of robot is not the revelation (laughs) you think it is
1: they did something that we would just assume that they could have always done like i'm shocked
0: that it hadn't (laughs) happened yet yeah like like that's not crazy because even that thing is different but
1: even the idea that like they the robots like felt a need to make kids for themselves because they want to be more human like that's an interesting idea too and that's like an interesting side detail is that like in act two as they're going along their journey they meet like they meet robot kids and he's like why the fuck why did you make robot kids they're just going to be kids and the i and like you know it's this idea of like well they can't grow up because they're not organic and they can't grow and so they say that i don't i don't know I I don't don't think they did because I'm I'm saying you know I'm saying better movie that's like an interesting idea to layer in, but
0: yeah. Also crazy that sorry Peter crazy that the robot kid not created by a robot created (laughs) by a human (laughs) like like you think it's like again the idea that they're trying to create their own society and we are just being mean to them that's not the case we are still acting as like a god force on the robots they are not self sufficient yet they are reliant on humans creating them it's peter you had something you say.
2: yeah so i totally understand why you guys think (laughs) this movie steals from a bunch of movies and my biggest problem is it's okay if you steal and borrow but the fact that you're actively offering me an inferior version is not okay yeah like that's what you're doing
1: nothing with it yeah
2: like like for example the bombing scenes of like the the village by the water that is like straight out of avatar you know what i mean when i was oh like watching
1: God. it yes. that's i was like Which is,
0: that gives me avatar vibes that's another movie and i the, want to
1: compare this to later because yeah. it's similar uh, in different ways and alice, then, and
0: Janney, alice and jenny alice and jenny is sigourney weaver's character yes. in the first movie i was immediately i was like oh it's sigourney weaver except okay, without
1: the without the same arc but yeah
0: and and jake sully person with disability person with yeah. disability who right? goes into the robot so,
1: world and yeah, yeah. but we'll, we'll get into that more yeah
2: like my biggest problem of the movie is like you picked such an interesting topic but yet you offer no valid like di- dialogue or conversation about this topic like i'm actually fine with like the like i really enjoyed some of the side bits they talk about about ai like for example they they said oh um there was an attack on a ai an orphanage ran by ai but the, the kids are human it's a human orphan orphanage but it's ran by ai but when a kid died the ai who's taking care of the kid decided to turn himself off did like basically killing himself because, because like he can't take it anymore was it was it i think it was a she actually um like these were like really interesting pieces that didn't get explored on like like basically the the movie like you guys said is trying to show that AIs are human too, you know? Like, AIs are... Like, AIs can feel. AIs are not just machines. It's not just programming. It's beyond programming. But, like, the moment that showcased that and the central conflict is, like, not very... It's, like, somewhat related, but, like, it's not, like, a direct... It's not directly related to that theme. The central conflict became taking down a super weapon that can kill off AIs. Like, I think, like the emotional backbone is just not there. Like, they want the emotional backbone to be the relationship between Josh and the kid. But like you guys said, and discussed in the non-spoiler section, it feels very, very forced. And the kid just, like, developed feelings for Joshua. Oh, yeah. For, like, like just, like, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I guess I'll be a friend now. Oh, you know what? Actually, we are actually related because I have the face of your kid, you know? And, like, it just, like, like it's it feels very very underdeveloped and there were literally just moments where like especially at the end when uh, the kids about to leave on the skate pot like I, of course i feel sad you know our protagonist is like basically gonna die there but the protagonist like, like, the protagonist, uh, uh, the, the protagonist, protagonist. <laughs> um but like, but like it doesn't feel earned at all I just like the kid is sad the, the john david washington's sad so i guess i'll be sad too you know um yeah. so that that really sucks and then lastly, like, it's very obvious that they're trying to use, like, really powerful imageries. Like, for example, like, in the, in the, at the very start, you see, like, uh, robots being put through the grinder, and the robot, like, reaching out. It's like, oh my god, I don't want to die. Uh, like, and, like, it's like, okay, like, it's obvious, like, you know these imageries are going to, like, shock people, are going to trigger emotions, but, like, do something with it, be beyond just, like, a, you know, like, a basic, like, feeding us pictures that will trigger emotions, like... You know, give us something that connect them together. Offer us a grander, a grander theme that can connect all of these together. And offer valuable conversation, valuable food for thought. But then at the end, it's just, it feels very empty. It feels like a movie that's tried to be something. But then at the end, like underneath the husk, it's very empty. You know? Yeah. That's my I'm biggest honest. problem about the movie.
0: Snaps. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is, what this is, is like, this is a guy trying to do Blade Runner. But he only knows how to do Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, like the difference between those two movies is one is like, and I love both movies. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Original Star Wars, love it. Um, but Rogue, Rogue, Rogue Wars One knows Rogue, what it Rogue, is too. Rogue One's Sorry. great. Yes, yeah. yes. That's the thing is like, those are movies that know what they are. That's the thing. Yeah. So the issue is the the that the, this movie doesn't know which it wants to be. So Blade Runner is a like noirish like look. Interior look at what is human. It's asking those questions. Aiden loves. It's like, what does it yeah. mean to be human? Do you love Can questions. something that isn't technically human be uh, equivalently human? Do they do it? Uh, androids do dream, androids of dream of electric sheep? sheep. Yeah. Yeah. How are but they the
1: same? How are they different? Yeah.
0: Exactly. And yeah. like that's that's like a uh, like a really interesting study. Like it's a question, and it's trying to find the answer to this question. Star Wars is. An action adventure movie, a swashbuckling narrative about mm. rebels overcoming a an empire they can't, um, like a, an all powerful empire. It's your Vietnam movie yeah. in space. That's what it is, um, and it's those are completely different things. Yeah, you cannot. It's I don't mm. think you can do both because they have like the the goals are just completely different. One yeah. is saying. Um, one is asking, are we the same? And the other one is saying, like, rise up. And, like, they're just not quite similar enough where it, you you kind of have to pick one.
1: Well, yeah, um, and, and so, yeah, sorry to jump in, but, like, sure. Star Wars is, is, like, a morality play. Like, it's yeah. black and white, and it's just, like, it's just very clear, like, it's about hope, and it's about... It's feel good. Yeah, it's, a, new about just, it's about sitting down and feeling good and good overcoming evil. But, like... Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. This movie confuses it. I think this is a good jumping-off point to talk about. One of the other big things this movie is trying to talk about is, like, American imperialism uh, mm-hmm. doing a bad job of that. So, yeah. in si- similar to how Star Wars is about, like, Vietnam and the Empire is America, America is America in the creator, and it's, like, 9-11 slash Pearl Harbor, Whew. whatever. So
0: much 9-11.
1: Yeah, it's, like... And so, like, the idea... Which is like obviously correct Which is that like the US Invaded the east and Was very bad in the eastern World post 9-11 uh, Post Pearl Harbor with, with the Bombs and stuff um, This movie is stupid Though for a reason It does not like it is drawing a Line of comparison between just Like AI and Asian people Like that's yeah. and it's Not handling that very well <laughs>
0: Um, but is, but remember, stupid, yeah. you can't spell Asian without AI, just like I said earlier. And I think I think that was the logline for this movie. It was like, like, this is, this is the movie we're doing, guys. Um, it's boy, let me tell you, it's bad. Uh, yeah. I I wanted to do some research on this because I I saw I saw an article on my Twitter feed and I thought I'd give it a read and pull pull some stuff that I, I agreed with uh, innately, but maybe didn't have the right, the, the right words to express it. So there's an article, I did not f- pull where it was from, but it is by a person, a writer named Sedant Ad- Adlaka. And he talks about in that article, the idea of techno-orientalism. Mm, so it's okay. something that even Blade Runner definitely does this. And it's the idea that sci-fi movies have a large association with Asia. And this can mean all parts of Asia. So this also includes Dune actually, or he mentions oh, it sure, at least yeah. because that is on the other side it's the middle east side mm-hmm. um, and the problem with this is that it treats um, asian people like as a broad term as others and in these narratives they are never actualized characters who we are supposed to like root for or who have the level of interiority as other characters they are they are the others the main characters are Usually white. This is an exception, but still, but he's still American and yeah. he's an American non-Asian. Yeah. Uh, also, the article mentions Gemma Chan, the one character who actually has a character, not British. she's British. Yeah. She's <laughs> not from Asia, um, yeah. uh, and it's uh, what else did I have written here? Um, so the, they only play the other, no interiority. We never actually like learning about these robots or these or the Asian people again. The line is so blurred because we do not see, like, American AI people. It is only, that is the only place where yeah. the robots and AIs live. They're, it becomes intermingled. And another intermingling is just they've decided Asia is one culture. It's a pan-Asian melting pot culture where suddenly, like, like we're in Thailand, then there's, like, Philippines, there's... Like China, Tibet, India, like, and they're just saying, like, it's all one thing, there's no, like, concept of this being separate, it's, like, and they they even make that a plot, like, a thing, it's, it's New Asia, instead of being any individualized, specific country or culture, it's just one, because that's how the movie decides to frame the people they're trying to create humanity for, and utterly failing, it's, it's quite embarrassing um i th- that's most of what i have to say about that um the other thing i guess is just that while like the robots stand in for asian people and while they're trying to say robots have feelings too they're also just like brutally killing robots with no like the, the way the camera treats robots is yes. really important especially and the one is-
1: with the dog and the grenade
0: Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah! yeah. It's it's played for laughs. Yeah. They're just, like, brutally murdering, like, cop robots and civilian robots, and it's, like, a joke. And it's there's no empathy for these beings. And that's the main problem of this movie, is it's saying that it's verbal empathy, but not actually committing to any sort of empathy underneath.
1: Sorry, Peter, were you first, or was I?
2: My point is slightly uh slightly related only so if your point's related okay. then well,
1: my point go. my point's quite oh uh, yeah so i um they also just to piggyback what you're saying they're also agentless like they can't do shit they need humans to do mm-hmm. anything they're incapable like and so if they really are if they're standing for people for asian people or people living in, outside the western world or whatever however broad you want to be like it's it's the same like uh it's the same savior narrative where like they need yeah. a westerner to come in and do it um And so, that's not very good. It's, like... Like, really... And this is a point I want to get into. There's no reason why America shouldn't have just, like, won, too. Like, why... Like, America should have won by now, considering, like, what we're seeing. But, sorry, Peter, that's a bit of a different point. So, Peter, you get into it.
2: Yeah, so, like... Actually, what I want to talk about is the U.S. side as well. Because the other thing I feel like they failed to explore is, uh, like, the whole point that this war is built on a lie. You know, like, technically... Oh uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the, yeah, that, yeah. It's the human who coded the AI that coded it wrong, so the AI <laughs> detonated. Here. Yeah, yes. it, it de- so the AI detonated the nuke, and like, like that's so interesting, you know. Like that's, that's another that can totally be the B plot or something, you know, to the movie. That's like literally something that the the the, the like you know even like the um, the uh the officer like the the. The, 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 the officer lady character whose both son died in that war, like, what would her reaction be when she found out that this whole war is built on a lie, you know? Like, it's actually just us sending soldiers to kill AIs because we don't want to bear the responsibility of the one, uh, because, like, it's us who detonated the nuke, not technically the AI's fault. Like, I think that's such an interesting angle that they just didn't explore
0: it's crazy how much of a 9/11 this movie is. Yes. Like, it's so. First of all, the, the, the nuke thing—that is 9/11. That's their yeah. 9/11. Um, it's a terrorist attack on a U.S. city, and then used it, as an excuse to used it as an launch, excuse, yeah. yes, to launch an invasion yeah. against a specific uh, area of Asia. They've changed the location, yeah. so I can't figure it out. <laughs> what is this about? But, um, like, come on. And it feels weird that, like... I don't know, okay. It's a good idea to be, like, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And me being <laughs> not me. I, we don't even live in the U.S., but, like, the idea that the America should not have done that, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Good on you for figuring that one out. Yeah. But, like, not, there's nothing new on that, and I don't know. It's also weird that while, like, that's happening, then later in the movie... The answer to the problem is hijack a plane and fly towards the US owned thing that has two prongs pointing down. Like, I was like, bro, no way. Okay, surely that's not related. There's one frame that looks really bad, take it out of context. It's plane flying at two pronged thing. And I was like, if you're making, if, okay, guys, like, if you're making a 9 11 movie, how do you miss that? If it's not intentional, how did you miss that? It's either one or the other. I like, it's weird. It's,
1: it's also uh, like to compare it to Star Wars again. Like, Star Wars is similar in that, like obviously, imperialism is bad. But Star yeah. Wars is not treating that question as if it's something that we need to slowly uncover throughout the movie. Yeah. And as if they're like, we're coming to some revelation. It just from the beginning is like, these guys fucking suck. And like, and it's just going to be a story about like, we're going to kill them that like or yeah. we're not kill him but we're gonna defeat them in that movie like and it's just it's that simple it knows it's that simple this movie is pretending masquerading to be an intelligent look at these ideas and it is not well,
0: it's kind of an avatar but i think even avatar yeah. even so, avatar there's a little bit of like you're starting at the beginning and the characters are so uh, they're such big caricatures i'm referring yes. to the first one They're such big caricatures and it's like yeah, we're getting the unobtainium, and we're combined yeah. with these enormous, like, you cannot take that seriously in, in the sense that, like, you can't look at that and be like, oh, yeah, these are the good guys, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's so obviously overtly bad that mm-hmm. it's it's not pretending,
1: yeah. even
0: though there's still, like, the character has to work this out in his own journey. Yes. And I was also,
1: I was thinking, I want to get into the Avatar comparison as well, because like you said, like, Avatar is also, like, a superficial movie about imperialism and specifically colonization in that movie. Um, One of the other reasons that movie is, I'm not a huge fan of Avatar 1, but one of the reasons that movie is certainly way better than this is just it's a better world developed too. It's a world that is conceived of better. It's a world with a history that makes sense. It's very, it's very specific as to what they are trying to do the imperialists are going to extract resources from this planet they will kill the indigenous people to do so makes perfect sense in this movie america <laughs> is invading Make, makes perfect sense it ma- no like like it just yeah, no, like the from the a logic. story perspective yes right yeah. um in like in this movie they're invading new asia to kill robots why because, like, cause, like, again, like, the real reason the U.S. did that was, like, oil and shit. Like, they had they had nefarious ulterior motives for doing this. It wasn't, like, like obviously, and the real crime is not, like, they sinisterly were, like, cackling and, like, we're going to go kill all these people. It was that the people didn't matter. The people were reduced to yeah. nothing because they needed to get, because they wanted to get these resources. They wanted to extract from this land. Like, and that's, like, if you want to be intelligent, you have to do this, but why is America doing this? And then, again, I keep saying this, how have they not won? Because Nomad is an undefeatable device. They should have done one strike with that, and they've won. Mm. There's no how, reason why they shouldn't have won yet.
0: And how is it allowed? Like, yes. I can ask. like, how are you operating your enormous spaceship yeah. over, like, Pan-Asia, or whatever they called it, New Asia? Who they're they not just, at like,
1: war with. But they they're are at like war cool with, with the robots. Yeah.
0: And Asia, Pan Asia just didn't make one of these? Or like, yeah. where is yeah, the Asian like, government? Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. They're not like, you're telling me that all of Asia, like, nothing has changed in this universe except 9 11 happened in Los Angeles. Yeah. So I'm assuming Asia is more or less the same. And they have governments, and they're not just like, The Rebels in Star Wars, a ragtag group of assorted individuals. Like, they have space programs. (laughs) What? I'm like, it just makes no sense. Um, Oh, I was kidding. Talking about aimlessness, this movie couldn't, like, from the beginning to the end, I was like, where is this going? What is the goal? Yes. Why? What are we, like, spending our time on? Why are we looking
1: for the creator? Why does that matter to the Americans? There's just no
0: urgency to yeah. anything that is happening. They've got the weapon. This yes. was the big concern. Also, not really sure why we're concerned about this kid. I mean, I guess the EMP thing, potentially dangerous to them.
1: Because you could take down Nomad, but why? Like, we've seen other things the U.S. has that the robots are unable to deal with.
0: Yes. Like, <laughs> uh, so so. There's they're going after this threat. They want the creator because. They made the thing, but then I'm like, I think my issue with urgency is there's just no ticking clocks. There's no yeah. timeline we're working up against. They only bring it up in the third act yeah. when they're like, we are going to bomb all of the hideouts. And why That's now? That's your ticking clock. Why now? Yeah, right? Yeah. Why and are it's they like, doing that now? Yeah. We have to wait to find the creator. Why would why? you not just if you, so you're telling me you know the locations of the rebel base <laughs> the thing that the star wars people were trying to prevent them from knowing so you yes. know where they are that's not the issue we're looking for a person who we i think want to kill yeah. and we couldn't just kill her by airstrike like i'm again i don't want to give the u.s military too many ideas here but guys, yeah. what are they what are you doing i
2: think they I, only found out after they went to the lab though the location
0: of the uh, the bases maybe some of them but yeah. like they, they still clearly knew, knew. yeah or, or like it wasn't clear enough clearly like if we're both having a problem with this like what are they waiting for and then also like why what are we doing in act two yeah. we're just looking for someone and it feels so aimless yeah. it doesn't feel like they're looking for someone is what I Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is accurate. And yeah.
1: it's also like, I guess we're supposed to gather that for whatever reason, the US is very afraid of this new weapon, and so they want to kill Gemma Chan, the creator, but out of fear that she's going to make more. That she, like, probably. like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I guess that's what we're supposed to gather. That's not, that needs to be developed more. Because why would the US be afraid of it? Like, why is he so afraid? They don't even know what the weapon is. They've heard rumors, but they have they have awesome power. They have the so, yeah, Death Star. I, they have the Death Star. Agree. So like, why would they like Why would they feel threatened? So the whole movie, we're looking for the creator. I only under, I understand why Josh is looking for her on a personal level. That makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. That's his wife, and he wants to see her. Great. That's well, not great, but like it makes sense, and it's it's a reasonable thing. But why is the it also needs to be true that the U S is urgently looking for her. It also needs to be true that maybe ideally the robots are also looking for her. Maybe they don't know where she is. Like something like that. Yeah. Like, like it's just, yeah. So, and I think that's what makes it aimless is that like John David Washington is just with a lot of success and very few obstacles, just like getting closer to her. And it's also like he, Alfie knows where she is the whole movie.
0: Seemingly, S- yeah.
1: So like, and cause that's how you eventually finds her, right? It's cause Alfie knows.
2: In no, it's end? because they're uh, taking Alfie. To oh, no, prepared. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You're right. I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's different then. But still, and that's the other I thing agree. is like,
0: yeah. again, couldn't follow along what was going on. Um, that's the thing is like every time we talk about something, it's like, I could talk about three million yes. things. There's yeah. So many different directions. I could, talk. let's, okay, yeah. let's talk about Gemma Chan though. So lots of problems here. First of all, Dead wife syndrome. That's what yes. they've decided to do. This Dead movie, wife dancing
1: on the beach with a freehand camera. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like the very classic. Like they were in love. Not a real person. <laughs> She's a person, but like it doesn't doesn't seem like it. If you wanted to do this good, like there's a way. It's yeah. called intercut flashbacks of, like, actually spending time together <laughs> and actually having her be, like, real. And they they actually kind of try to do they that. They try. But, but it doesn't, doesn't work. None
1: of, none of what she says means anything in any of the flashbacks. No. It doesn't matter. It's also, I remember, like, I was literally thinking, I was like, okay, well, I don't even mind a cliche as long as, like, the movie is just built well. Like Yeah, Mission exactly. If it's six, done well. One of my favorite action movies of all time opens with a, well, not dead, but, like, estranged wife beach scene I mean, like that's how that movie life. opens yeah, yeah. and I love that movie I don't care I don't care that that scene is in it because I mm-hmm. love that whole movie
0: like yeah and but, what works about it she's yeah. not dead she's and, not dead and it and comes back thing,
1: and it matters yeah
0: and it comes back and it matters yeah. that's <laughs> the problem with this movie is Jemma Chad is dead and they do kind of bring her back at the end but like so so brief and yeah also like it's, it doesn't matter. Like, nothing yeah. that that bit happens doesn't matter. So you have a dead wife. He thinks she's alive. She's actually dead. Sure, you can have, like, a it's a grief thing you got to get over. It. You're seeing like- her. It's trick of the mind. I don't know. Like, there's a thing you could do with that. But it just feels so cheap to be, like, and she's also, like, she's not dead. It's the specific thing. It's, like, she's not dead. She was in a five-year coma, still alive. We can't kill yeah. her. But you can yeah um just it's, so weird it's i would have liked to yeah seen her real but alive.
1: also if she was just straight up dead i respect that more if he gets yeah. there and she's dead and he has to deal with that and he has to like you can also get into this idea of the human that's interesting where it's like if memory and consciousness is really important then how is that trans transmitted to a child so how does this child like? How can his love for how does his love for Gemma Chan relate to his potential love for this child? That's an interesting idea. Another interesting idea you could do, he puts her in another body and it's not the same. Like that's a like that's kind of an obvious or one too.
0: He doesn't have to do that. If he finds her and she's a robot, is that yes. my wife? Yeah. That's like a real thing. And yeah. if what if robot wife is still the creator and is still creating things? What's the difference? Now machines are self-sufficient because she has become one of them. She has crossed over. These are all, like, real ideas. What if she was a robot the whole time? That might be a little far out there. But, like, you know, I think it's... Yeah. What feels I so thought cheap it was going to be that for a little while. I would have been neat. Yeah. Like, yeah. what feels so cheap about the dead wife thing is just, like, it's it's kind of like the fridging thing of, like, it's just fuel to propel the character forward. Like, it's their their motivation. And then it it's, like, they can't decide which is the motivation. Is it, like... I'm sad about my dead wife, but then I I could get my dead... Oh, I guess, no, okay. I'm thinking about Dungeons and Dragons, and they do the same thing. It's always... The trope is always, my wife is dead, but what if she wasn't? And there's, like, the possibility that that might not be the case. And I think what is so much more interesting as an option is actually interacting with that person as a character and treating them like a character instead of not doing that. Yeah. and there's ways where they could still be dead and that was s- some you're still having a conversation still interacting with them and it, or what if she's yeah.
1: without a body and like what if what if it was like a hive mind thing where her consciousness had been implemented into all of exactly. the robots into alpha, something like that alpha and so whatever. and so he has to love these people because they are in essence like part his wife like i don't know some, yeah. i don't know whatever but also, I saw a tweet that reminded me of a hilarious moment in this movie where he is watching a video of her and he's like, huh, "I remember that," out <laughs> loud. <laughs> he does that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good.
0: Uh, yeah, it's um, it's disappointing. Also, with Gemma Chan, it's kind of like, oh, she's gonna be in this movie, because you yeah. don't, if you, you know, people who know, it's like if you cast a a name actor, you're not gonna just kill them off in the first like the difference again Dungeons and Dragons who the hell is Chris Patton's wife in that movie I don't know she's dead she stays dead Gemma Chan was like oh she'll come back or something like she's not she's not yeah. just in that part of the movie pretty much is um, uh, yeah and I th- also think like they had like an argument that I think needed to be fleshed out later is the other thing is like there, there was the issue she leaves him and it's, I think what what's, feels like I'm, I'm left hanging here is that there's some unresolved thing where he needs to learn something that he hasn't, and there's, they don't close the loop on that. Mm-hmm. She's left him, and it's, it's more like, instead of like a getting over tragedy thing, it should be more like a divorce thing. Like it's, you know, sure. it's, I left you because you lied to me, mm-hmm. and... You are a racist, probably. A robot racist, you know? <laughs> well, and These I
2: still, and I think genuinely, like, do you guys think, like, Joshua came to an epiphany at the end? Like, oh, AIs are good? Like, I don't think so. Like, there's a like, moment he where got, it's supposed to be that. but Like, he got shown a lot of, like, brutal things that humans have done to AIs. Like,
1: but like, he to me, always like, aware there was... Of those. A,
2: yeah, because, yeah, like, he's been telling himself that they're just programming, you know? They turn off. They don't die. They turn off. Like, I, I feel like that's, like, another thing where, like, it, it's similar to his relationship with Alfie, which is, like, it feels like the film is telling us, like, hey, he's changed. You know? Wink, wink. Exactly. Um, but, like, but, like, I'm just like, eh, did you change? <laughs>
1: it's also, like, is the idea... So, okay, so by spending time with Alfie, he's like, wow, these guys are people. But it's, like, he he has spent tons of time canonically with sin mm-hmm. with what are they synthetics no rep not replicants simulants 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 yeah. he Simulans. spent tons of time with them he spent enough time with them to even if he was a spy and he was on a mission to be like they, they kind of are like people like he spent enough time that like he should have like what's happening presently is not different enough from what happened in the past he like, in, he inserted himself in this group of people, fell in love with one of them, who is a human, but is part of that group, no less. And he... Like, you're telling me this child is, like, changing his whole perspective, when none of that did anything to change his perspective?
0: Let's talk about Josh. He is not actually really a robot racist. Not really. He's. Is... Just, like, guy who doesn't want to deal with this kid, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it feels more like. And he's maybe, like, not politically correct. Like, that's kind of the difference. Is sure. like, not racist, but just not, politi- not up on things. Feels more like grandpa trying to talk sure. about certain things than, like, I don't think you're real. Like, it right. never feels like that. When they're first, like, coming back to New Asia, he's like, I don't want to kill these people i don't and that's more for the the people people yeah. but they have the save um, the
1: dog moment oh my god where he god. saves the dog
0: just like <laughs> like such winking cruelty that yeah. feels more cruel than passive cruelty yeah. because like like it's like hey i'm gonna cut this real human's face off and we only yeah. need the face it's like i it just really radiates bad vibes oh
1: that was so theory. dumb also, just mechanically stupid. Yeah. Pick the body up. That would take more time to cut his face off.
0: Right? Not only yeah, that, yeah, but, yeah. Like, like, treating treating the dead life form like a tool says says it. That's, yeah. that's still the message. You don't have to be like, and now I'm going to do creepy yes. surgery. <sighs> yes. It's just, like, really forcing it. But back to Josh, just not a character. Like, I don't know what his... Thing is, he doesn't have a, a, a spine as a. It's a character terminology thing. I don't mean like he's spineless. I don't. I don't mean that. Yeah. Um, his. I guess his spine is like. Gotta go find my wife. I love my wife. He's a wife guy. <laughs> I love my uh, wife. He listens to Chance the
1: Rapper all the time.
0: And That's a <laughs> he's, he's Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, he just like doesn't. Same as the AIs. No characters in this movie have interiority. They don't have like moments where they're like reflecting on things and it makes it really hard to have a non-character bond with a non-character i almost think that alfie has more personality than josh
1: yeah but can we talk about alfie too for a second in that alfie is whatever the plot needs her to be and feels it makes no sense so okay uh alfie is supposedly naive enough that she can be somewhat convinced early on that when you power off a robot, you're just turning them off. You're just, it's not killing, we're just turning them off. And Alfie's like, okay, just turning them off. Alfie accepts that. But also, without like an arc happening, like being the same character, she's like, I want robots to be free. How are you familiar yeah. with the oppression of robots and you think that that matters, but you also don't think it matters when you kill them?
0: And also like about the whole like robots revolution, the humans don't really have robots because they don't like them. We know this. The robots AI, they're outlawed. So how is it like it's really hard to be like they're an oppressed class when really they are just a foreign nation ninety percent of the time? Yeah. There's two robots that I can think of that the humans do use, and they're the suicide football player, bomber that looks like a soda can, and the ticket taker at the airport. <laughs> like Those are the two yeah. types of robots that humans use. If it was like a Star Wars universe, where robots were actually a subservient class, that's like a thing to be like robot revolution. It's weird that they can't decide if it's...
1: Like in Solo. Like Like, that, solo? That, one? Sure. like that one character yeah. is Solo. Yes.
0: Yeah. The, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like... Are, is this a Vietnam movie where it's like we're invading a foreign nation and we're being mean to them because they, they don't look like us, right? Or is it the enslaved underclass? Yeah. It's neither. It's trying to be both and it can't decide. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I have so a much. few
1: miscellaneous things that I can just rail off that don't make any fucking sense.
0: Go for So,
1: it. right off the bat, we mentioned uh, Kamikaze um, uh, Robot at the end. I thought the US's entire motivation, they explicitly state this, is that they will not be using AI at all, and I think that they make a point to that, because, like, for most of the movie, we see them using things that are to be operated by humans that don't seem to have AI, and then they just have robots, like, at the end here, and it just, like, it's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense, if that, because we have not, we have no reason to believe their motivation is anything other than that, than just, like, we have, we, that is true within the movie, that the reason they are doing this is just because they hate AI. It's it's that simple. And so, like, that can't be the case.
0: It also seems like the prime opportunity to pull a dune and be like, now America just doesn't use technology. And yeah. again, that would be a really easy way to <laughs> be like, that's why it's hard for them to win. Yes. Because they can't use, like, they're using data technology
1: then you get to compare humans and robots in a more interesting uh-huh. way as well. Yeah. Uh, another thing that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, <laughs> there's multiple times where Alice and Janney's character is descending upon a group of robots and says, "Okay, hack everything." What? Yeah. Like, okay, that didn't so make
2: any sense to me either.
1: On on a, on one level, it's like that's stupid. Like that's just like a movie thing where it's like we're going to hack into their mainframe. It's just dumb. Also, if yeah. you think about it at all, so they can blow up their villages. They can hack them. We don't know what this means because we never see what that actually does. But mm-hmm. they can be hacked. How are they a threat? How is the U.S. not one? I'm saying the same thing. Like, and yeah. also like, how does that change who they who they are as life forms? If we can, if we can, uh, oh, what's the word? If we can, from from an external source, like get into their heads. Like, how does that change who they are? Like, it's. Sorry, Peter, what were you saying?
2: No, I was, I was just going to say, like, if, like, in isolation, that scene where uh, they send the kamikaze bots to the AI, it's actually a very powerful scene, you know, it's like AI killing AI, sort of like robots mm, being used sure. to kill another robot, like, it's, like, you feel a re- real sense of dread and desperation, but then, like, in the...
1: the- the suicide bomber robot says like pleasure to serve you, ma'am, and then goes yeah. off and does it. That was so funny
0: when they're like <laughs> talking to each other. They're like they're like um, like you're gonna go and they look at each other like ah oh, shit. It's I guess I gotta die now. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> they first of all they use robots. That's the first time we've seen them use robots, and I was like you use robots? Yeah. Like if you're gonna no. do that, that's a whole that's a can of worms we gotta like deal with now. Yeah. And an interesting one at that too. Like the idea that outwardly, it's again this idea of like what the U.S. is telling you versus what is actually happening. Yeah, yeah so I agree. Like if, if, they... if your thing is, it's, let me finish. If your thing is nine eleven movie, that feeds into that. Is like we are lying to you constantly, yeah. and it's propaganda all over the place. We say we don't use robots, but when it comes to like the real truth, we do. And there's an underclass that are used to do the dangerous things. Robots need to rise up. There's like, yeah, so many things going on in this movie. Sorry, Peter, what were you gonna
2: say? I agree. Yeah, like I think it's exactly what Aiden said. Like, if they expanded on that, then there will actually be like a meaningful like. And that's Alex. That's how I interpret it as well. It's like you know, to the to the public, we we are holding a firm stand against AI to justify our uh, invasion and bombing of New Asia, but then like you know, inside in the military, we still very much use. Robots and AIs, but to a different degree. Yeah. But the fact they never explored that just make the whole like. It's also, sad, like, that, but like, then
1: why are they there? Exactly, what like if, it made whoa.
2: the the uh, the scene interesting at the moment, but it's not interesting in the context of the whole movie. You know what I mean? What
0: if Nomad had been AI? It's <laughs> an interesting. That's the thing. We yeah. can't beat them. They go so up.
1: They go up expecting a command center and people to be manning it, and they go up to find that it's that'll in fact be, an That'll be that'll be cool. That'll is be that really not cool? yeah. that's a way of twist yeah. for <laughs> a
0: movie that loves twists? We didn't even get to this. The number of twists of this movie that are also not that twisty, hilarious. Gemma Chan is maybe not dead, actually in a coma. Um, Gemma Chan is
2: the Namarda.
0: The, she, yeah, oh, she's the, creator, the, the, the the creator. creator. Yeah. Um, Alfie the one is that, pretty much his kid. That yeah. was the one that was like, oh, that's a hundred percent his kid. Yeah, like like I guessed that pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And it, and none of them are like at all interesting. Like these aren't yeah. actually interesting ideas. Um, well, okay. I suppose they can be, but can, uh, can
2: I? Since we shot on this movie so much, I I have some praises for this movie. Okay, I uh, like we'll it. Sure. So I love the ship designs in this movie. Nomad as a ship fucking cool I like the Nomad yeah okay it is, cool. nomad is cool. it is so cool and also the way that it scans like the targets like it gives you a real sense of dread you know when yeah. it's doing the scanning thing and then zoom it in like it feels because first of all it's coming from the sky second of all it's like gigantic like laser light beams like it feels sort of like an inevitability when the Nomads are launching these strikes so I really like that and then the other scene that stood out to me was uh at the very end, when uh, Josh and uh, and uh, Maya, they meet again in, in the space station. Like, that's a beautiful fucking scene, man. Like, I don't know how it's working, because technically... The you know the glass probably shattered and they're probably like losing air very rapidly. The fact Josh is still breathing is a fucking miracle. But like the backdrop of like a space station collapsing, you know, and then the the earth in the background with like crops which are green and the two people on the both ends, you know, running towards each other. That was a beautiful fucking scene. I have to say, I really like that scene. Like visually,
1: beautiful. Looks nice. Looks really yeah, nice. I and um,
0: Hans Hans Zimmer's yeah. score.
2: Yeah.
1: Actually, oh, Hans Zimmer scored this film. Yes, and it it came in. No way. There's a moment right near the end where the score came in, and I was like, "Oh, that's beautiful." I think it's like it's when he's saying goodbye to the kid. Where I was like, "Oh, I'm actually kind of feeling something for the first time Mm -hmm. in this movie because this score is very good."
0: It's there onwards that I'm like, "Oh, suddenly like someone turned on the music. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm feeling things now." It's like, "Oh, it's oh, it's working now. Oh, we fixed it." Um, but like, oh, also the the score is really interesting. Um, when jemma chan is there it's fluty it's like titanic i was like oh, oh yeah. weird and then the crash lines and oh and that was star wars very interesting Hans number is great um but again, again though
2: that's sort of like a case where the score is manipulating your emotion instead of like you know like it's not, not yeah i don't you know want to call it's it manipulative
0: not. though because it's it's doing its job yeah but the other things are not doing their job
2: okay i have a quick side tangent about scores so, sure. I watched this film about, uh, sorry, I watched this short video on YouTube about like scores in trailers and movies and how they manipulate mm-hmm. your emotions. But basically, it's like they use similar tones and like similar instruments in similar notes for scenes that conv- convey similar or the same emotion across a lot of movies. So that yeah. when you're watching a movie in like a, like a sad scene, for example, and the score started playing, your brain is actually thinking back to, like, another movie that you saw in the past that has, like, a sad scene. And that emotion feeds into your current emotion as well. So even though, like, like I agree, score is fucking great. And it's a very, very key component. Sometimes your emotion might be tampered or manipulated by the score. So that's...
0: That's, that's like, you're right, but also not a bad thing. And also that is just how this works that is how filmmaking
1: works in general film
0: is a manipulative all art is a manipulative genre if you're just trying to if you if your definition is trying to make people feel something that's what art is it
2: is true but also like sometimes it feels not very especially like the the example i the example i saw in the video is about like the star wars trailers and like even though like, you know, the sequel trilogy is aren't great, but whenever you're watching the trailers you have this sense of, Oh my god, this is epic, this is sick But like it's because the score used are like perpetuating the theme that, that have been used in good Star Wars movies. They make you think about the good ones to manipulate you thinking that this one will be good too. But That's all you know, it's also I this is digress. the
1: same reason why The Force Awakens is a new hope. Like it's the same yeah. it's the same sort of idea to remind you of yeah. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. that like The problem here is that if you take that exact same score and you take a scene that's actually set up properly and characters who have been oh yeah absolutely and given interiors, Mm -hmm. then that's fine because you can't. I think the problem is the function of score is to embellish and accentuate. It cannot carry the load of all of the emotional meaning. Absolutely yes yes. Like there, without the score, there's no emotion in this scene, and so. What score should do is provide another wrinkle. It should give you more information and let you, let you experience something that's already good with a different lens and a different way. But without the score, there's nothing, and that's the problem. So it's not accentuating. Yeah. It's it's doing all of the lifting, and I don't think that's what it should be doing.
2: No, definitely. Score is like the cherry on top, basically. It, it elevates a scene that's already good.
0: Yeah, and I'll just say also like, your description of score of like, how we have associative meaning with what a sad scene score sounds like true of basically every aspect i know that's true about shot choice that's true about choice like yeah, like acting, yeah. oh, emotion close up yeah and like it's not it's not so much about like it reminds you of every other movie like yes but that's kind of like a, a not the right way of thinking of it it's like that's the language we've created certain uh, tech, um, not even techniques like in music it would be notes. certain notes have certain associated meanings because how they've been used over time, same with language it's all, all of this is associated meanings behind symbols that inherently mean nothing. That's life as a whole. so now we're getting we're getting Very deeper much. than the Creator ever did <laughs> uh, to um, cycle back to the Creator. Um, I'll say some other things pacing and I think this can mostly get everything I want to get. Pacing, uh, like, terrible. It yeah, is that. jumping from moment to moment. So, like, I was so confused for parts of it where, um, like, for example, I had, I had an example written down. Uh, suddenly they're in front of the vault where the weapon is, and I went, How did we get here? Yeah. Uh, and there's the, the characters, like, trying to crack it open. It's like, uh, I have to go. Uh, don't, op- if it opens, don't go inside. Like a second later, it opens. There's just no intrigue and tension. The in-between moments are gone. Literally, just uh, it's a beat sheet of what needs to happen. Uh, And I think another thing that's related and also very bad is the first act. It is, I think, three layers deep of just expositional backstory. We start off with
1: repeating information constantly.
0: Oh my god! Like over and over again. Yeah. I get it. I know yeah. what the situation is. His wife is, is
1: fucking dead. I do understand yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, let me just remind... I think it's... First, it was a video of, like... This was life with robots. Robots are invented now. Yeah. A second video? <laughs> there was something that was so... Oh, yes! Yes, it was the, it was the conference. It the ad,
1: and then it was the nuke, nuke and then conference. The conference the
0: meeting yeah. thing about what we're going to do. And yeah. then we are in the Gemma Chan backstory. Like, yes. I honestly think that maybe start with the Gemma Champ backstory thing, but, like, there's no status quo moment. Like, s- they try. It's in there, but it's so small that I, I was like, I don't know what his daily life is like. And that does a lot of the heavy lifting for creating a character. They just skip over the create a character part. Um, so we see him... Yeah, there's the one scene is, where
1: he works. Yeah, and that's and it. And,
0: like, I don't know what his job is. There's, he's working with a character who was in and then gone forever. And she's surprised when she sees a robot. Like, I'm like, this is normal from your day-to-day job? Like, I don't know. Um, where do you sleep? You're in a hotel. Like, there's a pool there.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: There's just so many things. I'm like, what is – I don't know what is normal and what is not, yeah. which means everything is just kind of weird to me and not different.
1: Yeah, it's also that – the scene where he's working, like, the point of putting that scene there is so that we can – we can establish the theme right there like that's the scene where you do it yeah. like because b- the character the g- the person he's working with like pulls robot out robots like please don't kill me and then john david washington kills anyway and says like they're just programming uh then repeats to repeat uh, proceeds to repeat that line and say that exact same thing without any difference and without any hint that he doesn't believe it the same way like multiple times throughout the movie and so like if you're going to have that scene there, one, I want to like see a little bit more about this world and how is LA reacted to a nuke being dropped on it, like a little bit more, and also like just give me a different wrinkle, like yeah, just give me a different wrinkle different from what's going to happen later, and that's that's my bigger problem with that.
0: Yeah, and I think also it's interesting to think about the one of the movies this movie does allusions to is Avatar. That movie is interesting because its status quo is not really status quo. It's weird. It starts off and our main character is already on a spaceship to Pandora because what status quo means in this world is sort of different. It's not what his regular life was before. We'd never see what life is like on Earth, Um, but status quo is relative. It's relative to living with the indigenous people of Pandora, um, with the Navi status quo is what is life like on the base What we are establishing what his new status quo is and so that could be the case in this movie Yeah. but they do again they do both they can't they're never they're quite indecisive in this movie um, where we are seeing the status quo in LA and if you've established that as status quo then you have to do it as status quo you can't just yeah. breeze past and like make us forget what happened if his status quo starts later than that cool Worse for me but like pick one you know um,
1: I can get into while we're in the first act there I was, to, I was talking to Alex before this where I very quickly in this movie was like oh no this is not going right, to be good, good yeah. <laughs> uh, and so uh, this was immediately like the opening ad like thing I was like I don't know about this like the, the montage thing whatever I can get past that when we get into the scene The first thing that we see that is not, like, a montage that isn't, like, clips and stuff. The first thing that's, like, a proper scene is we see these American soldiers rising out of the water, clearly for the sake of stealth, uh, like, with lights, and so that we can't see them. And they're they're coming onto a beach. And then we also see the The huge lights of Nomad flying above, and it's laser beams spreading (laughs) everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And that's I think that is very emblematic of how ill conceived this movie is. Where it's like what are they doing? What is their goal? What is the point? Why are they sneakily coming out of the water if they're will if they're going to bomb this village in 5 minutes? And then we get later into that scene and John David Washington, who has presumably <laughs> been undercover for years, probably, right? Because he's gotten married and he's had a, he's having a kid with this woman. He his wife goes upstairs just briefly while he's like talking to an american soldier who's in and he's like dude what the hell i'm a spy dude literally i'm a spy man i'm literally i've literally been a spy don't bomb the village because i'm a spy and i'm american and i'm a spy and then Gemma chan comes downstairs and he's like you're a spy
0: they even have like like a sort of open layout like an open (laughs) plan where like they're not closing doors or anything she could hear you yeah you were whispering I don't under... Yeah. So he's like... He's like, Shh, shh, guy, don't tell her I'm a spy. Don't tell her I'm a spy. Oh my God, she heard me. That could
1: also be, like, just a good way to inject actual tension into a scene is that, like, he has to be super quiet and he has to, like... He's, like, looking and he's like, Fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, okay, like... Like, because this should be a huge problem is that this Mm -hmm. is jeopardizing his mission, right? And so, like, he needs to get them to call it off, but he needs to do it clandestinely. Just... That is a good setup for a scene but just do it better.
0: I also don't know why they stormed the house. No, do you know? Like, I like, guess c-
1: to find the creator,
0: that's what it was. They think they're gonna find, but like that's what he's doing there. Right. And he, even, he, even he is like, why are you here? Yeah. And they don't really have a good answer uh, to bomb your hope, I suppose. Or yeah. um, something else I was thinking about, like other options are like, I don't know, if he gets a secret communication this would require more time and a better movie, but, like, if he re- received a secret transmission that they're going to attack that creates dread, there's, like, you can kind of, like, have the, the scene with his wife, and it can be nice. Yeah. Um, other things are, like, actually trying to hide the information. Like, it's yes. just better than not, not like, trying yeah, very hard. Yeah, if
1: we see, we first see them in bed, they they look in love and stuff, next thing we see is he gets a transmission and he's looking at it, then the next thing we see is he hides it from her, that is a
0: story, like
1: in and yeah. of itself that's a three part thing that happened that's important and it shows change and it. we can leap off from there and go into something else.
0: And like, maybe goes outside and tries yes. to like, I'm gonna defend her home and then it's like guys, what are you doing, you know? Yeah. And then because he's outside the home and she is not outside and she's inside he thinks she can't, you know, just like Every single piece of this movie does not make sense. Yes. As a whole, as a part, it's ill-conceived. Um, I think we've mostly covered. What I have I one to say. more thing I want to say. The speech. The speech. What is the, which speech? The Neanderthal. We. Oh yeah, we that's the
1: last thing. Last thing. That okay. is the last thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is just a dumb moment. This ties into the evolution theme thing. There's a scene where uh, Alison Janning, uh, Alison Janney's character. Um, talks about how, like, did you know that the Neanderthal, you still, like, rule, I don't know what she's, if she says rule the yeah. world, that's, that's incorrect, they did not, they were not all over the world, but also, uh, like, she, and basically she says, like, and do you know what humans did? The Homo sapien was better and stronger, and it came in. it came and raped and pillaged and killed all of them. Um, I... I, for those who don't know I was a bioanthropology student in college and so I was muttering under my breath like that's not true that's not true that's actually right. that's not right. <laughs> in the um, for you those also, who
0: you don't have to be a bio like I yeah. knew that I didn't think about that while watching the movie but like
1: what well, I will people, say some though, people do know this but I I will also say I think that what most people think is that that most people's conception mm. of evolution is that like brutal thing that like we literally came and just killed them all yeah. not true like for those who are curious we actually lived in very close proximity for them for like a good 60,000 years as some evidence suggests we also like had sex with them all the time and there's no reason to think that's rape it's much more likely that we just saw them as humans and they just yeah and so you can get maybe that's the point of the scene maybe like because it's the general character who's saying that and maybe it's supposed to reflect like the american attitude towards this thing and the idea is that she's actually wrong but you need to like you need it's another example of you need to explore that idea and you need to explain that because that's not common knowledge that that's not what happened and like yeah. it got me thinking. Like I don't know. I don't know if the filmmaker thinks that that's what happened either. It sounds like such a nitpick, but it's like, if you're going to bring in this idea of evolution, that's very important. You have to like have done some research on it.
0: Do your research. Yeah. No, exactly. Also, last thing I'll say, that monologue is poorly acted by Alice and Janney. Yeah. I don't think she's a bad actor, so I'm gonna go a ahead really good and say actor. that yeah. the direction the direction is probably uh, at fault here. Uh, I'd say generally. The acting is not stellar, um, although I like the kid. I thought the kid was can, quite good. I, <laughs> I was, for a movie where like yeah. the adults are not doing great, crazy that the kid is doing such a good job. Uh, Peter, do you have anything to say about this movie? My
2: no, thoughts? I'm good.
0: Okay, well, uh, Aiden, I believe we have a segment.
1: Yeah, so we, the, in case you haven't noticed, the podcast is called Predator vs. Movies. Uh, we've done the movie part, now it's time to get into the Predator. We asked the question, would this movie be better if the Predator for the movie Predator was in it? Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As the, as the rule goes, Anything. yeah.
1: Why not? Give me something. Give me Give something, something that feels like a threat yeah. and provides urgency. Uh, yeah. Uh, next he's gonna question.
0: Go, he's going to go kill the creator. Yeah. He's been contracted by the US. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, uh, oh, who wins?
1: Yeah, yeah. Next thing we ask is who would win, and so is this: would robots win? Like, who are I we? I think
0: that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Would robots win? No, they're just humans. They are not. They're so they're, bad. they're actually less competent than humans in most yeah.
0: regards in this movie. You so can no, turn them they, off.
1: You can turn. You can them literally off.
0: just go flick, and they're off. So yeah. I'd say no. Uh, yeah.
1: So no, they would lose. Humans would also. <laughs> well, humans might actually win because they have like the most powerful weapon imaginable.
0: You know what I was thinking while watching this movie? This, I don't think this is from a movie, but just like the idea of a, a satirical scene of like a government contractor being like, look at this beauty I made. I call her the overkill and just being like, <laughs> like completely straight about it and like pointing, like the nomad is a great example yeah. or the enormous tank. Like, yeah. yeah, we call this baby the overkill. Isn't she awesome? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, Peter, we have a segment.
2: We do. It's called Predators
0: Pigs. What did you guys watch this past week? I'm going to turn the question around and ask you what did you watch because you had a hard out. Absolutely nothing! (laughs) (laughs) Bye Peter, Uh, you can stay as long as you want. Uh, Aiden, what did you see this week?
1: Uh, I've watched quite a few things, so I've been on a big horror binge recently, and so part of that uh, for this past week was I watched a bunch of short horror films that were on the Criterion channel. I watched uh, a recent one that was called *The Fall*. I'm blanking on the director, but it's it's on a Criterion Criterion Channel. It came out somewhat recently. Uh, really cool, really simple idea. I think a good example of a short film that is not trying to do more than it is, and just relying on visual metaphor. It's interesting. It's it's like these characters who are all wearing these masks, and you never see any of their faces. So you just see like these expressions grained into them, and it's this like kind of fascist fascist sort of group that's that like uh hangs one of the character first he's in a tree they shake him down they hang him he goes down this really far goes really far down this hole it's it's just really it's a simple well done idea um i also saw guillermo del toro's geometria this was very fun very uh campy kind of horror movie uh very short clearly very low budget uh, just I I thought I thought it was very fun. It's just it's silly in the end. The character is undone. Starts where he's like I failed my geometry test, and then he is ultimately killed by the demon because he failed to draw a pentagon, like to keep the demon out. So oh, it's that's like a, so funny. It's funny. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a funny ending. Uh, also watched yeah. a very disturbing one, The Alphabet by David Lynch. This is like a dream mm. sequence one where. The, this woman is being tormented by the alphabet who are being manifested in different ways each letter is like represented by something it's like actually pretty freaky it's really cool sound design really good imagery uh, i would i would definitely recommend that one quick
0: quick question have you seen like one of those oh man i wish i knew what it was called leapfrog you know the leapfrog alphabet factory i think no. that's actually what it's called no oh my no. god it's like a kid's thing. It's like to teach you the alphabet. And they, it's like a factory where they make the letters. This is yep. my plug, by the way. This is <laughs> So I love this movie. So there's a couple of kid frogs, and they go to the alphabet factory. And there's this meerkat lab scientist character. I want to know what his name is. But anyway, so they go through each room, and all the letters have become personified. Like, C is cold.
1: Yeah. Wow. And I, that is kind of that's kind of the same vibe.
0: cold and then they keep like there's other factories later I will find out what the character's name is and I will get back to you
1: cool uh, I also watched a couple um, uh, what's his name David Cronenberg films uh, so I watched The Brood and Scanners I think that Scanners is better than The Brood although I will say The Brood is uh, that is a that's a fun movie there's some there's some uh, weird little fucks in that movie there's some creepy little guys oh <laughs> you'll see you'll see him uh that's that's cool some cool uh practical stuff towards the end um yeah and then i watched scanners as well which i personally liked more which i thought like i thought was very close to being like it's like a step away from being like a really great movie i think in in some ways but i think it kind of falls short falls short in others um but definitely interesting ideas interesting setup it's also just fun to watch movies that are like clearly set in canada like it's just like it kind of mm. like takes you back to like there's a line in The Brood where a character's like, yeah, my father-in-law lives out in Halifax. Like he's working on Halifax for the government. And I was like, oh, that's what? Funny. Halifax exists in the world. But it's a real place. Yeah. Um, and then there's another moment in Scanners where I think it's funny how they're talking about. Yeah, there's this organization that is stretched across all of North America. And that's a funny thing because only a Canadian writer would specify North America. An American writer would just say America and so that's Mm. that's an interesting this is true yeah Uh, also saw the shorts I'll leave that one for last actually because I see that you saw it too Uh, I went to a film festival I saw a movie called Mami Wata this was a Nigerian movie very cool very striking black and white film uh, but like a specific type of black and white that kind of this might not sound like a glowing review but it kind of reminded me of like the 300 Zack Snyder aesthetic but I thought it was actually it it wasn't quite that but it was like you can kind of see if you saw it you'd see what I mean uh, but it was mm-hmm. done like really well, and I thought it looked really good. Uh, and it's it's there's some really really cool filmmaking on display here, so I, I would check that one out too. Um, and then the last thing I watched was Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. I I quite liked this short film. I gave it four stars, I think. Um, this is a really cool. I think I love that Wes Anderson is playing with sets a lot, and I like that he's like really leaning into ideas of artif art- <coughs> artifice and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I thought this was really cool, and I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, so I saw, like you said, I saw that too. Uh, Eden's a big artifice guy, so yeah. of course this, yeah. Uh, I liked how, similar to the creator, we are like several layers deep in, not in, that that was several layers deep of exposition, but this is of um, narrators, I guess. Yeah. So it was like, like the writer, then Henry Sugar, then the, the person who's the doctor, then the, the person who's the can't see guy, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, that was cool. Uh, and a, just a fun short little story set design very very cool and oh, i just love the little details of like they're not like there's no it's all practical and yep. that's what I, even though it probably isn't all practical um the things like when he's meditating and he levitates over the air yeah. we see him turn a box that now the face we are seeing looks like the background so it looks like he's floating and it like it really works too, where you like, yeah. like squint, or you are not noticing. It looks like the looks it's like like Indiana
1: Jones thing. Yeah, what Indiana Jones thing? In uh, uh, Holy Grail in the Last Crusade, um, there is that's they do that effect where it's the with the invisible oh, bridge where he's looking. at Yes,
0: me. yes. Yeah. Um, I have not seen the movie in so long, uh, but yeah. Uh, apparently, there is three other shorts. I knew yeah, that, that and then now. I forgot, and so I will probably see them. And, and apparently, there's, a specific there's an order you have order. to order. Yes. Order! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's in release order, or if you like, sort them on Letterbox, it has them in the right order. Cool. Anyways, uh, cool. I cannot remember how it ends. I think he died or something, but spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoops. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, the character's name from Leaf is Professor Quigley. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay, uh, good For any know.
1: Professor Quigley stands. And leapfrog heads out there. Yeah. yeah,
0: I love those things, and there's was, there was a bunch. Uh, I re-watched Stop Making Sense. It had an IMAX re-release. Love that movie. Didn't care for the re-release. Uh, they mm. remixed the sound, and there was, mm. one, there was one part where I really noticed it. I noticed that he said thanks a lot. Like He'd be like, thanks, after a song. and I was like, I don't remember him doing that. I haven't checked, so I can't say that's not in the original. Uh, but there's one part where there's like a piano synth solo, and I know it so well that when instead of hearing it, it we hear like this really random and like not great sounding guitar part. That's mm-hmm. just like down 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 down. Like it's just like. Like, it's not an important part of the song at that point. Mm. And we're listening... Like, it's so loud compared to the actually cool p- bit that I was like, what the... Like, what happened? What else did they change to? Yeah. So, uh, wasn't crazy about that. But I, I adore that movie. Made probably one of the best, if not the best, concert film ever. Uh, and it is just gorgeous to look at. Uh, have you seen this?
1: No. No, it's like Talking Heads. Yes. It's Artifice bad, yeah. City. The whole thing... Yes.
0: The whole thing is like... The first half, I'd say, is them building up the set. So the very beginning, you see David Byrne, just an acoustic guitar and a boombox and a mic stand. That's all he has. And he walks out. There is no set. The curtain is up. You just see like ladders and stuff behind. It's an empty set. And then slowly, Tina comes out. And then um, I think it's maybe Chris. I wish I knew their names. Chris comes out and they bring out like you see... The technicians are totally visible, and they push out platforms, and then all the all the people slowly come out for um, to un, until the whole band is out there. Curtain comes down, and then they get to do fun other things. They play with lighting; every single mm. song is lit differently and different angles. One, they have a, a technician holding a light and like projecting shadows onto the back, and he's just walking around doing that. Like oh, s- so fucking cool. And it's directed yeah. by. Um, the guy who did Silence of the Lambs. Jonathan. Oh, oh yeah. Demme. like Just yeah. like a real director. Uh, yeah. Very cool movie. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, if you... Oh, next week. Jesus is long. Next week. I have no idea because I have I not flipped my calendar over so I don't actually know what comes out next week. But you will find out, listeners, when it's out. Um, if you like us, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Predator V Movies. Uh, if you like me uh, and my reviews, check me out on Letterboxd at underscore, outscored, underscore, underscore, I leave reviews.
1: You can also check me out on Letterboxd. My name is Eight Ten Sunny. That's Eight One Zero S O N N Y. My name is Wombo. I also leave reviews. Sometimes, though, they are few and far between, and often sparse.
0: Peter, do you have a plug? About what? About anything.
1: Exactly.
2: You want, fella. About he educating? has nothing to plug. Okay, oh. okay. Let me plug. Let me plug something. Uh. Um, oh. Shout out! <laughs> shout out to uh, Solid Fuel Productions. They're uh, promotion. amazing promotion. production company that I started following on
0: Instagram. Yeah, yeah, are pretty should, great. <laughs> cross promotion. Yeah, pretty yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> we should also uh, promote
1: the pod on uh, the Solid <laughs> Fuel Instagram. <no. laughs> you do like
0: that. Uh, but you know what that means? Peter didn't plug anything. Uh, so I, for, did. Um, I did. I did. I your company. He no, didn't. he didn't. know. he didn't. Leave he a review. Leave a review. Stars, comments. Yeah. You like it, uh, and we'll respond in kind. Maybe. Or we'll just talk about it on air. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, until next week, I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. And this was Predator vs. Movie. See you next week.
1: Woo-hoo. 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 Let's go.